Is everybody ready? Everybody's working for the weekend. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. It's Friday. I'm This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Britton Johnson filling in for Gordon Monson today. Jake Scott with you live at Bullfrog Spas, the new clearance center, 7200 South, 700 West, the Riverwalk Shopping Center. Come on by and grab some jazz gear. We have some listeners in here right now. Love it. Grab what you want. We still have plenty of stuff, T-shirts. We have bees tickets. We have a jazz. What was that again, Austin? 3D J-Note ornament? Yeah, it's a jazz note. It's a 3D jazz J-Note desk ornament. I still haven't figured out the best way to describe it, so that was pretty yeah. good from Austin right there. That, that uh, pretty much uh, nailed it. Uh, Austin did a great job on Sounds of the Week, brought to you by Action Plumbing, springing into action before the summer rush. Get a complete AC diagnostic checkup uh, for just 39 bucks. Scheduled today by calling 801-833-3333. Action Plumbing. We're hoping to talk to Hans Olsen uh, here at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. It is your final day to get in the fan vote for the 60 in 60. They're launching that sucker next week on June 6th. We'll find out who uh, player number 60 is. So the, so the votes from the fans and then also so everybody from the, from the station. Oh, and media members uh, across uh, the board, uh, like Kirk Cragthorpe from the Trib does it, Greg Rubel, the voice of the, the Cougs. Uh, submits a ballot, and it's defense, offense. It's any and special and teams. Who, who's whatever. going to be number one? Um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. My number one, I'll tell you, I submitted my vote today. My number one was Jalen Johnson from Utah, and I would I would guess that he probably is going to end up number one. Okay, I I think he's well. I mean, you know the the challenging part about this, Britt, is like it's. It's it's hard because different positions have you know how do you say who's a better football player between a quarterback and a cornerback mm-hmm. you know yeah it's not it's, like basketball no it's it's so very different so it, it's really actually a, a a very challenging exercise to to rank these sixty football players but I did my best I got in there and I I tried to uh, I tried to rank them as best I could but yeah that was my my number one challenge where do you have where do you have um, Zach Wilson? Oh man, I'd have to. I'd have to. I I can't log in and and get my uh, my ballot <laughs> because I'm technically um, hmm, challenged when it comes to actually logging in and and doing this sort of thing. But that I far him, down, huh? No, I had him in the teens somewhere. Yeah. I here's the thing, and we talked to PK a little bit about this yesterday. PK has a great column up at twelve eighty zone dot com talking about. Uh, Zach Wilson, he's, he's got all this hype. And the last two freshman quarterbacks at BYU that got all this hype never really lived up to it yeah. in Jake Heaps and Tanner Mangum. And so I, I think he was terrific during the back part of last year. I think he showed a ton of promise. I'm, I'm interested to see him follow it up and yeah. take that next step. I couldn't put him in my – I couldn't quite put him in my top 10 just because I, I don't think I've seen enough yeah. from him quite yet. I had Jordan Love in my top five. By the way, Zach, Zach was a phenomenal basketball player too. Was he? Yeah, his brothers are too. So Zach's father uh, was my son's first AAU coach. coach really? Coach Houston, yeah. 
Good, he was he's a good coach? Yeah, he's a great coach, Mike. He's a former football player up at the U, and he's an awesome, awesome basketball coach. Very athletic family. Well, extremely athletic family. And I think uh, as Zach started to become a better football player, we were all expecting him to be in a Utah Utes uniform, and I think that that's probably been – uh, a, a dead horse that's that's been kicked enough that you know it just didn't work out the timing and everything but um i have to cheer him on except when he plays our school i would when he plays the, the school up on the hill but i i actually am going to cheer him on i mean i i love his dad and i love his family well i think utah learned a, an interesting lesson with him i bet they're kicking themselves a, a little bit because they didn't they didn't even recruit him and the reason they didn't recruit him was because they had Jack Tuttle. A lot going a, on. A commit from Southern California. It was this big blue chip quarterback, and they didn't want to they didn't want to lose him, so they, yeah. they, they didn't recruit Zach Wilson. And then he doesn't even last a year at the University of Utah in transfers. And I realize Cam Rising transferred in, so they're, they're plugging that gap with what, uh, what should be a, a pretty good player. But I bet, uh, I bet they don't make that mistake again, you know? Yeah. And, and recruiting is such a funny thing. You know, maybe they do. But I, I, I bet they're wishing that they, they had Zach Wilson on the roster, uh, not just because it looks like he's going to be a really good player, but because they didn't really even get the player they were holding out for, not recruiting him for, if that makes uh, any sense. But, hey, uh, BYU, to, to get him as a last-minute commit, uh, pulling him away from Boise State, that was that was a huge coup for that coaching staff, and I expect it to pay off. I just I just need to see it before I throw Zach so, in my top ten. So I'm not usually doing radio with you guys during football season, but give me your take on BYU schedule, playing such difficult teams up front, and and not having the luxury of a an easier D two team that we see Utah play, that we see several schools. We see even Alabama do it. We see schools all over the country do it to get them, you know, kind of the confidence and to work out the kinks. Is it a huge disadvantage or is it, a, is it actually just the, is it what you take to go independent and you hope for that one home run season where you win through that, that brutal gauntlet and then you survive through it and get your W's and then maybe it is a good recipe to get to a national championship. All right. Well, let me preface my opinion real quick that I wish BYU were in a conference. I don't, I don't like independence. I, yep. I, I kind of think it's boring, to be honest with you. And I think there are a lot of flaws in it. And what you're, you're referring to is kind of one of those. Because BYU doesn't have a choice. They, they can't, uh, you you can't know, schedule those big teams in November. They can't, yeah. yeah. I mean, those teams are in the middle of their conference uh, seasons. Right. And they don't want to, you know, even like in the SEC, they often schedule a non-conference opponent in November because they only play an eight-game conference season. But they're scheduling the Citadel because they basically want another bye week. They yeah. want, uh, they're not going to schedule BYU if, in the middle of their conference season because they don't want to play a hard non-conference game right in the middle of their and conference. And the only way right. they'll get to do that is to rise to the, to the level of what Notre Dame is, right, which isn't going to happen overnight. But if in the first five years of this independence it had BYU, let's just say absolutely knock this thing out of the park year after year and become a powerhouse, then – you most likely would get to no, schedule no. some tougher games in November. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. At least I'm conceptually consistent because I don't like independence for Notre Dame either. I, yeah. I think taking the conference race out of it, it, it takes so much 
of what makes college football fun out yep. of it. And that's the familiarity with, with opponents. You're playing the same teams every year. So you get these histories and these little rivalries and things that, that make it more interesting. Even when you're not having a, a, a contending season, you're still ruining somebody else's season, you know, and yep. somebody that uh, – that uh, you're familiar with and that and, sort of thing. And don't you think it, it and, and maybe you guys have had this conversation and I'm just, I'm completely late to the party. If, if BYU did stay in the mountain West and Boise States in the mountain West, you see the way that Boise state and Utah back when they were in the mountain West, were able to climb into BCS ball games by just being dominant in that division. Don't you think by now that the way they would have found themselves in that position had they stayed in the mountain West? Um, that's an interesting question. Because right, there was four or five teams while BYU and Utah were there. It was Utah, TCU, BYU, Boise State, and what other mid-major team that was always knocking on the door? Oh, I think you covered them there. Right? And I'm wondering, would they have been, would have by now they have had their opportunity to play into that game? Okay, I'm going to say a big game. I'm going to say no because BYU hasn't had a really good team since they've gone independent. They've had some all right teams, but like if you look, you look back at, at BYU with the the Max Hall years, or even John Beck's junior and senior uh, senior year, especially senior year, those were really good teams. I don't yeah. think BYU has had a team that good since they've gone independent. And to parlay, you know, a couple of conversations here, I don't think they've had a quarterback as good as Max Hall since they've gone independent because they've had some of these freshman quarterbacks that they, they thought were going to be pretty good. It hasn't necessarily panned out. Whereas, I mean, by when Max Hall and John Beck were seniors, they were amazing. And, in fact, uh, joining us now, uh, you can hear him from noon oh, to three. Hey uh, alongside Scott Gerard, he is hand saying, "Hey guys!" Oh that yeah, it is. Our good friend. Oh <laughs> hey, Hans, how are you? You know, I think oh hey guys has hit the level of. We always talk about if there's one drop that we could get rid of, the oh hey guys would probably be the first. Well, it'd be the second or third thing to go, but it's it's up there. What about oh, having hey, a bad day? Oh yeah, we, we don't bring that up with Hans. He gets that, that's the one that, no, that would go. That that's that's I, the I'm answer. I'm glad he's not here in person then. <laughs> We'd be in hey Hans, if that's offending you, I'll stop. Um, yeah, that that and, and your gas at TGI Friday is both. You know what? So if you, if you if you could stop both those things, that'd be great. To this day, I still am not a hundred percent sure I know what you're talking about that TGI Friday <laughs> story. So. Uh, that was the worst moment of my life, dude. Like it was nice of you to fill in for Scotty, but <laughs> your behavior at that remote, like I think the only one that worked was Wait a minute, worst behavior was Tony this? Parks. <laughs> He's talking about Tony sitting at the bar watching the games, <laughs> drinking, drinking water, drinking up water, <laughs> and tipping no one. Uh, Hans, oh, we wanted man. to have you on because uh, the, this is the final day for the fans to vote in the sixty and sixty fan vote. Go to sixty and sixty dot com. And uh, and make sure and get your vote in because next week on the sixth, I believe, of June, you guys are going to be starting the the countdown. I submitted my vote today, and uh, Hans, I, I went with Jalen Johnson at number one. Any thoughts on that? That's a pretty dang good pick, man. I I, I think there's probably two players, uh, maybe three, but more likely two that you could argue for the number one player in the state. And I think it's Jalen Johnson and Jordan Love. 
Um, you're probably going to get a mix of people. And I'll tell you this. Uh, I've been watching the fan results um, off the, uh, the software and the site that we use to collect the votes. I can actually watch all the different tallies in the point system. And uh, I'm not going to announce who is currently number one in the fan vote, but I will tell you it's probably not who people think it is. So the fan vote has been interesting. It, it's a worthy person, but it's probably not who people think it is. And uh, the other thing I'd like to say about the fan vote that's going on, first of all, I'd like to thank everybody for participating. Second of all, I think people have put a lot of time and effort into this a lot of time and effort because the fan vote is nearly representative of my top 15. Um, then things get a little bit foggy somewhere around 25 or 30. I think people's grasp of all the different talent in the state kind of waver, but it's been really good, Jake. And talk to me about the difference of coming back into a year for Jordan Love in particular. Let's, let's just, let's just focus on him. Having the radar on you now is heavy. Is it, is it anywhere near like it is? You and I break down basketball a ton together. We watched uh, Donovan Mitchell have an enormous rookie year and then have a radar on him the second year for a quarterback um, is what, what's the difference there? What's, what's the pressure level like coming back off of a, a big season like that? First of all, that's a great question, question, Britton, and I'll tell you, there are a couple of different ways to look at it. If a quarterback is coming back with the same targets or the same, same amount of targets, you know, it's like watching Golden State and Toronto trying to get out to the perimeter to Clay and to, and to Steph and to Draymond when he rotates out. And, and you know, you've got so many different weapons, and, and that's how it is for a quarterback at the college ranks. If he's got a, a, you know, a very clean-cut, um, um, hard-cutting um, slot receiver. If he's got a running back that really understands pressure release, which means if he doesn't have a blitzing linebacker or a defensive line responsibility, then he press releases out of the flats and does it in timing. If, if he's got wide receivers that can burn and open up the field or have great cuts on outside hooks or curls or whips and does all those things, well, then it's easy for him to stay sharp and to stay unpredictable. The thing I worry about with Jordan Love, and we'll, we are going to get to see just how capable Jordan Love is, is he lost his four main targets at the wide receiving position. He lost his major tight end. He's lost uh, a running back that that blew up onto the scene, and he lost offensive line. So we'll see. Britain, uh, they'll, they'll key on him and if he doesn't have the versatile targets to go to, guys that just allow themselves to be shut down then I think you can corral him, and I think he will have a slump. Hans Olsen is with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, talking a little bit about college football and the 60 in 60. Uh, Hans, Britton asked me an interesting question before you came on that I never really thought of. Uh, he said if, if BYU were to have stayed in the Mountain West Conference instead of going independent, would they have made a – uh, New Year's Six Bowl by now. And my answer was no, because I don't think that they've had a great team since they've gone independent. How would you answer that question? Well, I, I tend to agree, agree with you, Jake. Um, I don't think they've had the right talent, and I don't think they would have been a conference champion. I'm just kind of trying to think 
with Utah State and Boise State and Fresno and San Diego State and some of their ownership. They've had some good teams over the last six, seven years. So probably not, but I will tell you that I was talking with a, a Division One coach that is not uh, is not coaching for Boise State but disagrees with both you and I, Jake, and he believes that BYU would have won a conference championship by now and probably would have gotten to a New Year's Six by now. Um, and, and he based that off of the uh, off of the conference schedules and based it off of what they would do different in their non-conference games and how they would schedule bye weeks and non-conference games to benefit their to benefit their their conference performance. And then he also felt like their conference performance would have given them more um, more um, steadiness in the recruiting. So there's a pretty big conversation that could probably go in circles on that. I tend to think no because of the talent and some of the teams that we've seen, but there'd be a lot of people that disagree with that. But the other thing I'd throw to you, Britton, is if they had stayed in the Mount West Conference, they wouldn't be financially, they wouldn't be at game where they currently are. Um, yeah. You know, I think they're they're probably making anywhere from three to five million dollars more per Mountain West Conference team. Um, right. So I, I think they're doing better financially. I, I don't think so, Jake. I don't think they would have. I just think it'd be interesting to to have been able to see them, like you said, Hans, go on a different road to to getting to that bowl game, meaning get to schedule a, a light team in the beginning, get to schedule a Weber State, um, not have to go through an LSU uh, or yeah. some of the other big games they've had to play since being independent in the preseason, uh, Oklahoma, and go through kind of some of these, go through this extreme gauntlet of talent yep. where more injuries are probably happening because you have players that have to play outside of their speed zone and outside of their strength zone um, to even compete, and then you, you get more injuries, and then you have to go down the line to your backups and and then by the time, uh, you know, and then you've got the next game around the corner, Wisconsin, right? And then the next game around the corner, you're playing a University of Utah team that's now loaded with different kind of talent than what they were with at the Mountain West. That's my, that was my question with Jake was more, I just wonder if they would have been able to go that Boise State path, yep. that Sugar Bowl, University of Utah, uh, Fiesta Bowl path, you know, that we've seen some of the smaller teams. But, well, I mean... Uh- I think, um, you know, I was, I was listening to Austin's show today, and he had a great conversation of the, uh, the, the the games, the most important games, kind of the turnaround games or the crucial moments of the season. And, and, and you could look at a couple of games with BYU, with Boise State and Utah State. And, and Britain, I think this year, more than any year before, we've got a good chance to see if BYU could have made it um, last year, obviously losing to Utah State and, and Boise State and and, and struggling. Um, this year, with their offensive line and I, I think what should be a good offense, they should compete with Utah State and they should compete with Boise State and potentially win both of those games. And people might be like, what are you talking about beating Utah State? Well, Utah State's losing a lot of talent and BYU got a lot of talent back. Yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. But if they can't if they can't go two and zero in those games, uh, and then I know there's some other games on that schedule, but then I think that tells us everything we need to know. You know, you just look at their record over the last couple of years against Boise State and Utah State, and 
it makes you wonder if they could have competed and, and won that conference. But I would I would definitely tend to say no. 60 in 60 fanvote.com. Today is your last day to do it. Get online, uh, submit your ballot, 60 in 60 fanvote.com. Uh, Hanson Scotty will be releasing number 60 coming up next week on June the 6th. Hans, thank you very much for a few minutes, my man, and uh, good luck with this year's 60 and 60. I think we're all looking forward to it. Hans, Hans is, yeah. is, is Rock coming to the camp? Yeah, he's coming to the camp, man. We got the Johnson and Johnson camp. What, what, when is that coming up? July eighth through the twelfth. July eighth. Yep. Usually, Rock I will be there. And look it up, Jake, or write it on my hand. But it's on my birthday. Oh, very nice. Yes. Not forgetting that. <laughs> I turned forty on day one of the camp. Wow, so come oh, to celebration day one with me. Murray Rex Center, JohnsonBasketballCamps.com. Come sign up. You're sixteen. Uh, Rock's gonna be there. So. Hey, fun, I've got a yeah, video I'm going to show you. Sounds like a fun birthday. I've got a video. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to show you a video of Rock shooting a ball. Oh, I bet Rock's a baller. Are you kidding? He's got, uh, he's got that Olsen athleticism. Here's what he is. Two years straight camp favorite. Everyone loves him. I believe <laughs> I believe He, he shoots down. a basketball like you throw a shot put. It's impressive. I've got a great Ants, you. Were, uh you were the best. Thank you so much as always, my man. Yeah, you yeah. bet. We'll talk to you later, guys. Hans Olsen, noon to three. And, uh, again, that website, 60in60fanvote.com. We are live here at Bullfrog Spas. It's their new clearance center, 7200 South, 700 West. And our good friend Ryan joins us once again. And uh, I'll tell you what, Ryan, you guys have a great variety out here. I, I said it earlier, but if, if somebody's on the fence and, and thinking, well, should I do this, this is the place to come because you're going to find what you need and there's not going to be a better price anywhere. Absolutely. Thanks for being here, guys. We've enjoyed the show so far. Um, you know, the, the big thing with the clearance center is, is once we've run out of inventory, we're out of here. So it's, it's, you know, take advantage of it now. So tonight, tomorrow, you know, we might have some next week. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be around till we've Tell we've cloned, we've clearanced everything out, so you know make sure you take advantage of that. You know, I was telling Britton a, a little bit earlier. One thing I like about uh, you guys and kind of what you're about is is you uh, always put the word out there that this is these are great for families. You put the you put the screens away and you can actually converse with one another. What a strange concept in today's day and age. But I know Gordon, that's what he loves most about his is is it's a place where his family spends time together. Absolutely, yeah. I think it's a vessel for. For families to just get away from average life, you know, from stresses, from, you know, physical pain, you name it. But, you know, I think in the state of Utah, we're pretty well known for family time, right? Absolutely. So, That's and, what we do. And getting away from that screen time is very important. So. And on top of that, you guys have a great selection of patio furniture and all sorts of good stuff like that, too. Yeah, we brought in um, many high-end lines of furniture. Um we may have purchased a little too much, and so we're, we're actually clearing <laughs> You overdid out. it a little we, bit. Yeah, huh? you know, I mean, we, we didn't know winter would last for 12 months, and, yeah. you know, so, but we brought, we brought a little more than we, thought that, than we thought we could sell, but honestly, we're clearing it out up to 45% off um, the normal price of it, so we're basically giving the stuff away. All right, you heard the man. They are motivated to get rid of this stuff. That means you benefit from prices. Thank you so much, Ryan. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. 7200 South, 700 West, Riverwalk Shopping Center. Real easy to get to. Come take advantage of it. We have jazz gear, too, uh, to come and... uh, That's got to go as well, might I add. So you might as well come by and grab some jazz gear. Great jazz gear. These are hats that... I mean, look at that. That's right from that... uh, What's the the shop right in the front of the arena when you walk in? 
the fan store. fan store. Those those are sitting right at the front. That's a good looking hat. Come take advantage of it. Seventy two hundred South, seven hundred West in the Riverwalk Shopping Center. More straight ahead on the Big Show, ninety seven five and twelve eighty of the Zone. Spas. It's their new clearance center, 7200 South, 700 West, right here in the Riverwalk Shopping Center. Still have plenty of jazz stuff for you. Even have some bees tickets. Usually those go pretty quick, but we still got a four-pack for you if you want to stop by and grab those. And, of course, the great deals on these spas here. They got to go. That's what uh, the clearance center is all about, meaning... Uh, you're going to get a great deal on it. Uh, the Raptors take a one-game-to-none series lead against the Golden State Warriors thanks to a win last night, Britain. Uh, Austin picked the Warriors. Uh, Austin, you picked them in five, if I'm uh, if I'm. Uh, inc- uh, I did before correct, the right? game. Yeah, I did. Uh, I had the the Warriors in six. I'm still picking the Warriors. Where where were you going into the series? Are you picking Austin the Warriors? Austin actually just asked me that same question on his show yesterday or two days ago. Uh, Warriors in five, and I'm staying with it. You're sticking with it. You four think in they, a row. You think they just rattle off? They're going to rattle row. off four in a row. You're not shaken at all by no. by what you saw last no, night. No, I I mean look. Uh, uh, who was it we were just interviewing? Remind me. Hans? No, not Hans. Howard Beck? Howard Beck. Okay. He said it best. I mean, the Warriors were, were right there in several instances to, to kind of just close that game off last night. Um, this is a Warriors team that has, has been, everything's been thrown at them. And that defense last night was some of the best defense I've ever watched versus the, the uh, Golden State Warriors with the activity of Gasol, up in the pick and roll action, the activity of Gasol sliding over and helping um, Siakam and his uh, off the ball and on the ball defensive activity. I, it was some of the best. In fact, while I was watching the game, my brother Jeff, uh, who he and I, he's kind of my bounce back uh, text message guy. Whenever we're watching games, text me uh, and said the same thing. He said, "I don't think the Warriors have ever seen a defense like this." And with that being said, they were right there to win the game. Steve Kerr. And Draymond Green and some of these floor, I would say, coaches, floor general type players are some of the best at combating what's thrown at them. And I see them making a few changes, pressuring the ball a little bit better where it needs to be pressured. I see him running through it. And Kawhi Leonard being, he doesn't look he doesn't look well, he's 100%. Got the tendonitis there, yeah. they're saying, in, in the knee. How about you, Austin? Are you, you shaking at all on the, on the five games? Or are you uh, going Britain on it and sticking to it? I, I, I don't know that I can change in good conscience my, uh, my prediction. Now, what did change my opinion last night was I was under the belief that the Warriors help. The secondary players were more talented, more ready, more experienced, more dominant than the secondary help players of the Raptors. I think I'm changing my mind on that after game one. I think that the the Raptors' help might be better in this series than the Warriors' help, but stars are who wins the series, and I'll go with the Warriors. 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm sticking with the Warriors at six, but but a point Austin makes is the Warriors. This is not a. They are not a deep team. Right. They don't have a, a ton of talent coming off the bench. And and listen, Boogie Cousins. I mean, watching him carry himself up and down the it's floor. Dreadful. I mean, it's just yeah. he's he's that's not, a Jake Scott word. He's dreadful. Dreadful. Yes. yes. He is I not. Go, he's not going to have a place in this series. And so, you know, if Andre Iguodala's hamstring limits him, I mean, they don't. They're running out of players that can come in and be effective. Whereas with Toronto, I mean, Van Vliet has been amazing coming in off yep. the bench. Powell has been terrific coming in uh, off the bench. And some of their peripheral guys are, have been really, really good. And if Golden State's going to go all out on taking a, uh, taking Kawhi Leonard out of the game or if Kawhi's hobbled with a, with tendonitis in his knee, those are the guys that are going to have to perform. And last night, I mean, was the perfect storm for those guys. I feel, like, I feel like last night was, was, first of all, awesome for the city of Toronto. And for them to be able to be in their first finals, uh, pretty cool for Kawhi Leonard, who was so successful with the Spurs, already be able to take another team to a finals, sort of LeBron-esque, you know, in, in a sense that LeBron took, uh, you know, two different NBA franchises to the finals with his ability to take over games and play as efficient as he has in the, in the playoffs. Kawhi was a little bit LeBron-esque. Um, that being said, I feel like they were willed, uh, you know, it was almost a, a crowd that willed their home team to a win with just a ton of excitement, energy in that building, much like what we get to, what we're spoiled with here for at the Vivint Smart Home Arena in a playoff atmosphere. That being said, I just uh, I don't see them having enough. I, even though the Golden State Warriors are a little bit hobbled with with Steph and Clay and Draymond and the experience that they bring to the table, I, I, I still think that they take care of business. Do they need Kevin Durant? Yes. Do they need him to make this an easier series for themselves? Most likely. And I believe they get him back not next game but the game after. Uh, Yahoo, uh, Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports is saying that uh, he is expected to make a return in the series. It's not going to be in game two, but they're hopeful by then. Even just to run around the basket on defense, you know, he's look, he, is he thin as ever? And on offense, does he like to just be outside the perimeter? Yes, but defensively, he is extremely long and quick. And in a way, plays like a center because of his length and his ability to jump. Does he keep players boxed out and out of the middle like a Shaq or a Barkley do? No, but as far as like what Rudy Gobert does and distract uh, shots and alter shots, Kevin Durant, I mean, he's amazing at it. So you just add another guy in there to sort of keep Kawhi out of the lane and Siakam out of the lane when he gets by Draymond Green. It's going to be helpful for him. All right, we'll have more next. Uh, we're live, Bullfrog Spa, 7200 South, 700 West in the Riverwalk Shopping Center. Come by, grab some jazz gear, and check out these unbelievable deals on these just gorgeous spas. They have a bunch of patio furniture as well. You've got to see it for yourself. 7200 South, 700 West, Riverwalk Shopping Center. More big shows straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Stand Big Show 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live from Bullfrog Spas, their new clearance center, 7200 South and 700 West. You've got to come check out these spas. Unbelievable deals. They're clearing them out. That means you're saving money. We also have uh, some jazz stuff to give away if you want to drop by. You were just telling me this story uh, uh, off the air. So kids are doing these big, long tag things, like yes. over multiple days, yes. where they, they try to trick each other into... yeah. My son was involved in one that lasted. So like this three is days. a thing. Yeah, and the loser had to shave his head. 
So if you're it at what, like midnight on the, the last day? Which was last night. Midnight last night. So if you were it, yeah. you had to shave your head. So my son, and I was just telling Jake, had a kid come and knock on our door at 10 o'clock to say, hey, I want to just come and watch the finals game. Or it was like 8 o'clock. Uh-huh. And our son told us, do not let him in. Well, he found his way in our house, and he, and he, he ended up being the one that was it. Completely lied to, to everybody. To everybody, said he wasn't, but came to get my son. And my wife, who does not want my son to shave his head, forced him out of the, the house. Why, why does it like, Lindsay want him to shave his head? I don't know. I think she likes his hair more than he does. Well, that would be impossible. That's in, that probably is impossible, but she Houston likes his hair. Houston Fury Johnson, yes. really, uh, <laughs> that, that kid is into, into his hair. He has a, a thick rug on top of his head, and he even has his mom do it for him sometimes. I'm surprised he even participated. Yeah, we were Wait, shocked. His, Lindsay does his hair? Not every day, but, but he gets her help. Yeah. When it's, Stop when it's, it. When it's not, Stop when it. It's not per- you're going to have to tease him about this when you see him. When oh, it's not yeah. perfect. She has her do the final touches. Yeah. Wow. Yes. I, and, and I don't know how much longer that's going to last. The kid's six three now, going into ninth grade, and he's a well. Big now that you should said, be a little bit more independent, probably with his hair. And now that you've said that on the air, I, I'm guessing he's going to be ridiculed mercilessly, <laughs> depending on who's by listening. the entire American Fork community. Depending on who's listening. Yeah, sure. Lindsay but does his hair for him. Not every morning. We've gotta, we've she gotta, helps him. She she gives him like I'll go. Over, I'll watch her go over there and kind of like rub her hands through his hair with some gel and give him the final touches we've got to get houston a hobby <laughs> something that he can focus his, outside of basketball yeah his attention on other than his hair yeah can he get we, into collecting cards or something I um mean, i don't know well we need to figure something out right yeah because that uh those locks on the head are, are a little too important to him i just can't believe there's these these tag games actually going yes. to austin have you ever participated in one of these no, I mean, this movie that came out, that it's, it's a true story. It started a, a big wave like this. My friends and I prank each other, but not to that extreme. Now, uh, my suggestion is to uh, young Houston is uh, go ahead and at this age, it'll grow back in like six weeks. Right. He'll be fine. Right. Just shave it off and it'll be cooler for the summer anyway. Absolutely. So the kid that was it to come and tag my son last night waited in bushes for 40 minutes. Uh no, the kid that got him waited in the bushes for 40 minutes and tagged him. As he was, like, coming As out he of was coming, house? He was coming home from, I think, because all these guys are buddies, and they're all on, on American Forks, you know, uh, youth basketball teams. They all had games last night. So as he got home, got out of the car in the driveway, and bam, got tagged. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. I'd so, be so upset. So Houston, uh, my son, was, was supposed to be the last. Well, that kid's got to get more creative than, a little than more creative. hey, I want to come over and watch and was, the finals. It's a little bizarre. I, 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 so we were driving home together. We went out and got something to eat, he and my wife, and we, we heard the conversation. We were like, that's, that's fishy. I'm like, put two and two together, bud. Has he ever asked to come over and watch a game before? No. Well, there you go. Yeah, but they were just hanging out the last three days in a row together, so... That kid's got to get more creative. A little more creative. Yeah, yeah. got to get a little more creative. All right, we're hanging out today. Bullfrog Spas, the new clearance center, 7200 South, 700 West. Our good friend Ryan joins us. Have you heard of these tag games before? Yeah. Ryan? You I've, ever participated? I've, no, I haven't, but I've seen I've seen the movie. Is it um, a good movie? I haven't seen I it. I don't recall, but <laughs> I, I feel like owning a hot tub, you'll be that friend that gets tagged a lot. There so. you go. Good call. There Everybody's going to be like, oh, hey. <laughs> See, yes. see, the, the, that other call. kid yeah. needed to be a little more creative. 
Uh, but now is is seriously, you guys have this clearance center up here. This is the best time if you've been thinking about a spa. It's it's now. You guys are just giving huge deals on these things. Absolutely, yeah. The the room starting to fill up. People getting off work and purchasing hot tubs and patio furniture. Um, I can honestly say, once they're gone, they're gone. And honestly we're making it worth people's time driving out here so and i don't think we can talk enough about the quality of a bullfrog spa you guys with the jetpack technology you do it differently you do it better than the rest absolutely yeah we've you know we found a way to build a spa that's unique to the person who's using it so you get to choose your hydrotherapy through our jetpack technology you know what that does is it eliminates 90 percent of the plumbing of a conventional spa so it's more energy efficient so it's better in our weather so cold and hot the spa the spa is just reacting better better to the climate which is which is brilliant by the way and then the other thing i've i've seen the the them do the molds i've uh, down there their bluffdale location which yep. is such a crazy awesome process but the way you guys do it there there are no seams there's really nothing to leak exactly yep it is a utah manufactured product that we're really proud of but yeah i mean everything from the technology in our spot to the you know the the way that we innovate through the manufacturing process you just get a better quality product for less and since you do ship them all over the world but since you're a utah company that's why the, the locals get to take advantage of the clearance absolutely center. they need so, to go somewhere so they might as well go to a good home so with no leaking say you want to put your spa up in your attic like our friend on oh, Arrested, Arrested Development. Development. Oh, that's right. You're, you're fine, right? <laughs> I, Michael, some, Michael Booth. Throw right? some soup in there. What did he put in there? Oh, the boiling bag did <laughs> Right. I, I suppose if you wanted to do that, right, yeah. you could, but I, no I, still not a good idea. There's always, there's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> uh, you guys have great patio furniture yeah. here as well. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yep. Clearing all that out. So uh, chairs, couches, um, fire tables, uh, dining sets, you name it. And a bunch of different colors and styles. So if you if you like the modern look, if you like the uh, traditional conventional look, we've got it all. But it's all been s- just price slashed. So seventy two hundred south, seven hundred west, the Riverwalk Shopping Center. Ryan, thanks for having us out, man. We have a blast. Yeah, we've had a great time. Thanks for being here. All right, we'll have more big show next. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to say a big thanks to Bullfrog Spas. They've been great hosts, as always. We're out here at their new clearance center, 7200 South, 700 West, in the Riverwalk Shopping Center. Take advantage of it. Rock bottom prices and all these beautiful spas and all the patio furniture. It's got to go, which means they're giving you guys big-time deals on prices. Want to say a big thanks as well to Britton Johnson for sitting in today. Britt, hey, man, it's been a lot of fun. This has been fun. It's been great to see you. Good to see you too, man, and catch up and uh, talk some sports. I know. I we had a lot of basketball that we had. We had a lot of ground to cover because it, it seems like I haven't talked to you about this stuff for a long time. Yeah, I think the last two years we did this, the Jazz made it to the second round, so it didn't feel like such a long gap till we saw each other again. But uh, that first round, while it was disappointing for the fans, it was a little heartbreaking for us at the radio as well. We weren't ready for that. It's we, just, we were waiting. We wanted to be together a little longer. It's just a reminder of how long the NBA playoffs oh are. It is amazing how the long. season, it's, the whole NBA season is long. It is. It's it, incredibly long. It is a grind, but uh, we had to, we had fun this year. I, I had a good time. This was a lot good. of a lot of shenanigans. Yeah, there was uh, not too many embarrassing moments on my part, like falling off a stool. But uh, I do know that there was a moment or two that I think uh, Adrian caught. 
that I that I regret. I think the most random moment of the year was you spotting your sister at the hotel across <laughs> the street. We're doing a segment. Britain's waving at his sister who's staying in the hotel across, across the, street. the street. Yes, her and her husband and their kids stayed there. They went and did like the downtown Christmas light tour and something downtown. There was a, a concert they went to and they've done it every year and then they stayed at the hotel and they could see you and I in the zone studio window at the arena across the street and they were texting me that they were waving at me. That was weird. Yeah, that was a little bizarre. That was, uh, that was I've weird. had worse moments than that. But though. it was it was good. It, we had a good year. It was, yeah. it was definitely a fun year and, t- and next year is going to be crazy because I do, Britt, think that there are some changes coming for the Jazz this offseason. I think there has to be. Um, I think there has to be because you have to strike while the iron's hot, and it's hot right now with two significant players in Rudy and Donovan. And man, you take chances, right, to to fill a roster up around them or to find a key piece around them. And so, while it means that maybe one of your favorite players might have to be traded or let go, sometimes that stuff happens. Did I tell you the lady? I told this story on air the other day. I think to. Um, Austin and, uh, no, who was it? It was Austin and Tony. I'm standing in line at a grocery store and a lady comes up to me and she was like in a panic and, and emotional. And she was tugging on my arm, pleading with me not to get rid of Ricky Rubio. And I said, well, first of all, I have nothing to do with whether or not Ricky Rubio is <laughs> there. Wrong, there. Wrong job, my, my sweet lady friend. I mean, like I have no idea like how in the world you kind of uh, you know, connected me with being the decision maker, but she was like emotionally upset. And she just said, I cannot, I will not be able to handle it if, if you guys trade him. So I reminded her that it was, it's not you guys, cause I'm not part of the process, but also uh, was able to witness somebody that was really emotionally connected to Ricky Rubio. That's never even met him, but he likes him. She like you know, a lot of fans and people like him around here. I'm not saying he's the one to be traded, but well, it can't be traded, but I don't no. think he's going to be back. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, we want to say a big thanks to Howard Beck for joining us today. Thanks to Hans Olsen as well. And seriously, Britt, you're the man. It's great to see you. I appreciate you coming out. Great to see you too, man. Like uh, like chatting hoops and, and sports with you guys. Thanks to Austin, executive producer of The Big Show, of course. Thanks to Nate, our on-site engineer out here for today. We'll talk to you on a Monday Big Show. Gordon will be back right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.